this week's episode of Proper English is brought to you by comparatives and superlatives and the idiom, that ship has sailed. Hello, I'm Alison. And I'm Dave. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which as you know is called Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know how to compare one thing with another. If you get stuck thinking of how to describe an opportunity that has passed you by. If you're puzzled by the difference between good, better and best. Then proper English is just the thing for you. This week's episode is really an extended What's the Difference? Thank you so much, Echoey Dave. You're welcome. Wasn't expecting that. We're looking at how we change words to modify their meaning. In particular, we're going to look at comparatives and superlatives. We use comparatives to compare one thing with another. Or to show that something has changed. For instance, London is a much bigger city than Sheffield. Or, oh, I'm feeling warmer now the fire is on. You can also use comparatives to show that one situation relies on another, as in, in the Northern Hemisphere, the further north you go, the colder it becomes. So that's comparatives. Superlatives compare one thing or person with the rest of a particular group, like London is the biggest city in the United Kingdom, or tonight will be the coldest night of the winter so far. Brr. So... How do we make these words, Ali? Well, I'm glad you asked, Dave. For one-syllable words, we add er and est to the end. Cold, colder, coldest. Uh Warm, warmer, warmest, and so on. Uh If the word ends with a vowel, then a consonant, we double the consonant. Bigger and biggest, for instance. Two Gs in both of them there. If the word ends in a consonant and a Y, we replace the Y with an I and add er or est. Happy, happier, happiest. Or funny, funnier and funniest. Now, the more astute among you will have noticed that happy and funny are two-syllable words. I did, I noticed. Not much gets past you, does it? Cheeky. Anyway, (laughs) it's worth pointing out that with most two-syllable adjectives, we don't add the suffixes. We use the words more and most before the adjective. Like, for instance, you wouldn't say carefuler or carefulest. Never. You would say more careful or most careful. Mm -hmm. And that goes for longer adjectives too. More beautiful, most beautiful. More uncomfortable, most uncomfortable. And so on. Yeah, you would never say beautifuler or uncomfortableist. No. <laughs> For one thing, they're not easy to say, but blimey, they don't sound right either. You're not kidding. Listening to you then was like fingernails down a chalkboard. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. there's always a but, there are some two syllable adjectives that you can use either more or most with, or you can add er or s to them. For instance, shallow. You can say that the swimming pool is shallower at this end. Or you can say the pool is more shallow here than in the deep end. Also, you can say the breeze coming up from the valley is gentlest in the middle of summer. Equally, you could say the breeze is at its most gentle in August. Yeah. There are others too. Handsomest, more handsome than. Simpler, most simple. 
commonest, most common, etc., etc. I guess it depends on how you're constructing the sentence. And sometimes it feels right, and sometimes the jigsaw pieces don't quite fit. I know what you mean. I guess recognising the ones that work comes with practice over time, mm-hmm. repetition and conversation. Yep, yep. And just to muddy the puddle further, there are three adjectives that don't follow these rules. Which are good, the comparative is better, as in I am better at spelling than you. And the superlative is best, as in I am the best driver in our household. In fact, I'm the only driver. Touché. Then there's bad. The comparative is worse, so I could say I am a worse driver than you. Mainly because I never passed my test. True enough. And the superlative is worst, as in, I am the worst at making decisions. Or not. Ah, I can't make my mind up. Am I? To be fair, I think we're both as bad. Are we? Help me out here. Oh dear. Anyway, while Ali's busy overthinking, we can move on to the last one of the three, which is the word far. The comparative can either be further or farther, and the superlative can either be furthest or farthest, depending on the context. Now, I talked about the differences between further and farther in episode 28, and I think it's also somewhere on our Instagram page. I am the worst at making decisions, I think. Oh, bother. This could run and run. While we're waiting, it's time for Idiom of the Week. So this is an idiom that both Dave and I use quite a lot, which is a bit sad. It means that the opportunity to do something has passed and you can't change the situation. For instance, I might say, I would have loved to have been a tightrope walker, but I think that ship has sailed. So where does it come from, Dave? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ali. Picture the sea. It's the age of the sailing ship. Maybe the 18th or early 19th century. And you're about to embark on a voyage across the sea, perhaps to the Americas or to India. Okay. And, well, you're running late. Hmm. Maybe you couldn't decide what to pack. So, when you arrive at the quayside, you can see your ship receding into the distance. It would be impossible to catch up with it now. No motorboats or jet skis are available. So you're stuck on the dock of the bay, watching as you realise that your ship has sailed. (sighs) There are other similar idioms. You've missed the bus. The train has left the station. Less common, I think. Mm -hmm. Or you've missed the boat. (gasps) Do you remember that board game, Don't Miss the Boat? I do, vaguely. Oh, I used to love that. We used to play it as a family, four of you. You sit round the board and each of you has a coloured boat and you've got to get your people into the right coloured boat. But the problem is, once somebody puts a person in the boat, everybody has to move all their boats around one space. So where you thought your people needed to be now isn't right. And oh my God, everybody (laughs) just used to laugh a lot. It's not easy to explain. I think you did a good job. (laughs) Thank you. I wish we still had it. Sadly, the opportunity to play Don't Miss the Boat has passed. Indeed, you could say that that ship has sailed. (sighs) And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. We hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. 
What should our listeners do if they've enjoyed the episode, Dave? Well, Ali, they could tell everyone they know about us. Friends, family, anyone who's studying or learning English. Oh, and here's some news. Mm -hmm. If you listen to us on YouTube, subtitles are now available. What? So, you can listen to us and read what we're saying at the same time. Exciting stuff. Yeah. And don't forget, you can like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. And where can everyone go if they want to get more involved or if they have any questions or suggestions? Well, of course, they can join us on Instagram or Facebook or they can email us at properenglish or one word at sapo.pt. Excellent. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.